my friends, it's Andy and Hedy. I come to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. <laughs> I was thinking of a good, a good word. The a production of ResurrectMinistry.com. ResurrectMinistry.com, where you can find all of our content, articles in the Christian Post, all of our previous broadcasts, worship bands, Bible resources, books to read, uh, everything that you could get started on uh, deepening your walk with Christ. Whether you are a new believer, a seasoned saint, we hope we'd have something for you. If you are um, blessed by this ministry in any way, we'd love to hear from you. Even if you have criticism, we could take that too. Andy actually particularly <laughs> likes those, me not so much, but we're willing to listen. <laughs> <laughs> drop us a line we love to hear from you and if you care to donate you can click the donate now button yes don't forget to uh comment let us know when you come on where you're from uh if you have any ideas or thoughts about the uh, devotional or any other questions you have for us feel free to ask yes like share subscribe yes it helps other people find out about our show and about god's word we get rid of the frame. We see we have Carrie on. Hi, Carrie. Nice to see you. So, uh, oh, I, uh, it'll be a Hedia story later. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. We don't get those very often. All right. We're reading from uh, Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, uh, for July 6th. The reference is Proverbs 133. Whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he writes, God's divine love is more obvious and shines more brightly from the midst of his judgment. One lonely star is more beautiful as its light smiles through a break in the storm clouds. The blooms of the oasis are more vibrant in the midst of the desert sand. And love is more enchanting from the midst of anger. From that's, that's the midst a, of anger. That's a it is. Right, we're going to go back to that. <laughs> You don't think that that's true? That love is more enchanting from the midst of anger? Like, yes. is that why girls like bad boys? Or it, there's a there's a lot more fun in the makeup session Yeah. after anger. <laughs> my dad, you know what my dad used to say from a medical perspective? He used to say, that's because the pleasure and pain centers of the brain are very closely located. When the Israelites <laughs> provoked the most high God with their continued idolatry, he punished them by withholding both dew and rain. Thus, they experienced a severe famine. But while God did this, he made sure his own chosen ones remained secure. When all the other brooks dried up, there was one reserve just for Elijah. And even when that one failed, the Lord preserved another place for sustenance for him. Not only is this true, but God was not limited to just one Elijah for he also had his remnant in accordance with his doctrine of election of grace. This remnant, who were hidden in two caves, 50 in each, were not only fed, but were fed from King Ahab's table by God's faithful servant, Obadiah, while the entire country suffered from a famine. We can glean from this that regardless of what may come our way, God's people are safe. Let the solid earth shake and let the skies be torn in two. Yet even amid the destruction of the world, believers remain as secure as they are during their calmest times of rest. And if the Lord does not save his people under heaven, he will save them in heaven. 
if the world becomes too hot to to hold them, then heaven itself will receive them and their place of safety. Therefore, be confident when you hear of, of wars and rumors of wars. Allow no disturbance to distress you, but remain quiet and be at ease without fear of harm. Whatever may come upon the earth, Jehovah will keep you secure under his wings. Stand upon his promises, rest in his faithfulness, and you can defy even the darkest future, for nothing can harm you. Your only concern should be to exhibit to the world the blessedness of obeying the voice of wisdom. How cool is that? Amen. And um, another devotional that's um, right in line with what we need today. Yes. And what's happening in our world. What, uh, what jumps out at you on this one? Uh, first of all, that thing we talked about with love in the midst of, uh, darkness, pain, mm. I don't know how did he describe <laughs> it. <laughs> Interesting observation from Spurgeon. The best love is after anger or something uh, like that. Love is more enchanting from the midst of <laughs> anger. I don't know if he's referring to God or just in general. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, but the, just the, how God preserves his remnant, mm. he tells the story of Elijah, but he did it with Moses. He did it with Jesus. It's just when you hear the the Bible is a series of examples of how God takes care of his beloved, his holy people. And I love that he puts a caveat and says, remember, he, I am saying he's going to take care of you in heaven or under heaven. Yep. You know, which, whichever it may be, that doesn't mean guarantee that you're going to live on earth long, um, longer, but it does guarantee that you have eternal security. And there's such a great comfort in that. There's such a peace in that. Well, this was so, so important to, um, you know, Christians, especially here in California, during the uh, period of COVID, in those early stages of, uh, you know, just give us two weeks and then it changed to three years. Months, <laughs> months and months. Because right here when it says thus, they experienced a severe famine. But while God did this, he made sure his own chosen ones remained secure. Exactly. And that's exactly what uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills um, said. That, uh, you know, this is one of those times where God is going to show his greatness. This is where a church needs to be open. Yes. This is where um, his people need to be, not shuttered in their home and alone and by themselves and, and fearful. And, and there was a time also when, uh, when we went from um, Delta, I don't know if it was Delta was the first one to Omicron, where like the severity decreased. Mm. Remember the, the, uh, the ability to spread increased, but the severity decreased. We right. sh shifted over to that second strain. Yep. Um, and everybody at the church was getting sick. It, like it just, it, it literally like a tidal wave went through the entire church because we were always in close proximity. And so um, I think even in that, the God's lesson was you, yeah, you're going to get sick, but you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, come to church, yeah. have your priorities straight, <laughs> you know, it's like, don't worry about it. You're going to live. And if those of you don't live, it's factory recall, go back to Jesus. It'll be fine. Either when, way, it's fine. And when that happened, it's not like the population of the, the church declined. It, no. it continued to increase. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which I thought was just exactly what, what God is, uh, you know, has called us to do is to, to stay, to if not be those fearful. Those who fear their, who seek their life will lose it. And mm -hmm. those who were willing to lose their life will find it. Yep. 
That's when he went from three services on Sunday to four services on a Sunday. Yes. Why? Because it was so crowded that uh, he had to he had to add another service. Absolutely. It was it was that crazy. It was hard to find a place to park in the in the city. Well, it's because people <laughs> and because in those times of uncertainty and stress, people need Jesus. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole point. But there is this. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, it's a demonic. But there is a section of people that just don't understand. They just don't. They don't get it don't want to they don't want to get it that they feel there's some i don't know if they feel as they feel that there's a positive in fear i mean there's a certain the is the higher you go up in government there's a positive of the people being fearful right uh but how is it possible that they're able to convince the people that people they, they're supposed lives. to be fearful because there's people love their lives but if you're not living your life, how can you love your life? I mean, that was oh, that no. was so strange. But, but to them, it, as long as you're alive, people are so afraid of death. I don't understand. Be- well, because <laughs> because you have eternal security. But even before that, I don't think. I mean, I was a police officer. I would run into the buildings yeah. where there was stuff, well, but it but, doesn't make but, any sense. That's you know that that's equality, right? You know the entire world does not run towards danger. Yeah, but they should. <laughs> <laughs> At least the men, the men should. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not a common trait. <laughs> You'd like to think so, but nope. <laughs> oh, well, I spent an awful lot of time trying to scare my, scare the fear out of my children. Yes. I, I hide and I, bah, I scare them. Yes. I'm trying to teach them not to be fearful. Is that the right way to do it, Schnooks? I, I don't know. You have some <laughs> bizarre teaching methods that are. Just, I just stay quiet. Who am I? Who am I to complain? You've raised yeah. some amazing kids, so you must know what you're doing. I practice the carotid restraint and choke them out and all the time. Just like You let them severely risk their lives. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was really. And hence one child with a broken hip. Well, you know. Sometimes it doesn't go so well. <laughs> It happens. It happens. I broke a few bones myself, but uh, that was kind of the the thing that the Falcos were known for on Elm Street over there in Brea. Is that the, yeah, they, yeah? The other families had their children wrapped in the bubble wrap. Yeah, and the, you know they got their they ride their bike with their knee pads and their elbow pads and helmets and a mouth guard. And my kids, you know, they're riding. They don't around even have shoes on. Flip flops. Yeah, <laughs> and shorts jumping off of the roof of the house and the, the people are like going why do you let you i go what do, what am i supposed to that's great it's great that they're climbing the trees and jumping out and jumping off the roof um, uh, but they're uh, you know building their strength and they're and reducing their fear and i i, I don't know i don't understand it's, it, it does not compute to me see let's put it this way yes i have not I mean, we've been together three years. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a negative to it except Bo's okay. break. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I I can't even refute it because I haven't seen it fail, you know. But mm-hmm. you you just it makes you wonder, is that the only way to get rid of fear? I don't know. You have to overcome your fears. You know, it's not that comfortable. I mean, the girls in Hawaii climbed on these rocks and, and Zara and Ray together climbed on these rocks. And, yes. it, you know, I, it wasn't like, you know, Acapulco, you know, swan diving, but it was a good 15, 20 feet. Yeah. And that's where it starts. And you, you just do these things For sure. and it will, it will help in the growth of, uh, you know, their, their courage and, and fearlessness and that kind of stuff. 
there, and there is that idea that when Bo's going to be one of those kids because he's been raised this way that he broken, regardless of broken hip, it's not going to slow him down. No, he's <laughs> and that's and that's the beauty at all, other than the fact that it's limited his ability to do anything right now. Yeah. But other than that, uh, you should have seen him carrying a cup. He stuck a sandwich down his pants and then put a <laughs> cup on his crutch. Was hobbling along with the cup in his hand, and I was like, "Oh no, no, no! Let me carry the cup for you at least." <laughs> the sandwich you seem to have under control, <laughs> so we'll just leave that there. <laughs> the cup of water, at least. Oh my gosh! Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> Funny kid. Uh, hey, Robert. Nice to see you. Nice hey, to see a man Robert. on. I appreciate that very much. I know there's other men that watch. They just don't. You know, they're not as, as uh, fearless as you, Robert, and, and, yeah. and willing to comment. Carrie says. Discernment, though she says she didn't mean to type discernment, but she says it's a great thing when everybody uh, got sick because immune systems were strengthened. God uh, is good. Amen. Uh, yes. Um, the, the, you know, this, and I should have asked you before we went live. I'm so sorry. Uh -oh. But do you know the story about the two caves? Why were they separated in the two caves of 50? Is because that's all they held? No, because Jezebel was trying to kill everybody. She was trying to kill all the prophets. Mm. Um, and so they wanted, they didn't want them to be found in one place. And then she gets all of them. So oh. they were dispersing them for their yeah. protection. The uh, American military should have learned that lesson when it came to Pearl Harbor. You know that that's like one of the biggest things. Like, they they parked all the ships in one harbor. Oh. All of our, all of our. I think we learned after that. Though, yeah, right? they go. Okay, we got to yeah. spread out a little bit. <laughs> I think that's like it's in the Bible. Like, it, it, I mean, thousands of years ago, they knew to not all be in one spot because yeah. it would just take one. You know what were they? They weren't even using bombs then. They were using those the launchers with the big rocks, right. you know, or fire, what have you, or sword. But yeah, why didn't they? Why didn't you know? Roosevelt was in charge, right? He was. He was. He I mean, was, they know that now, even for the first family, or I mean, uh, like the chain of command for the government. Yeah, they don't have the president, the vice president, and uh, what is the speaker of the house? Yeah. next. Yeah, we saw that in Lone, Lone Survivor. Yeah, the TV show. <laughs> but that's really interesting. I'm glad that you you brought that up because I didn't bring it up. You did. <laughs> Well, you do the answer, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. Like it's biblical not to do what we did at Pearl Harbor. See, and uh, somebody we, forgot. Yeah. Somebody forgot their daily reading. <laughs> See what happens. How crazy. How dangerous it could be. Oh my gosh. Uh, what else? There was something else there that was pretty interesting that I, I kind of learned. Uh, what was it? So sorry, folks. Um, oh, uh, Ahab. Ahab, uh, in the servant Obadiah, what was that? What's the what's so the... there's a famine, right? So yeah. everybody's starving except for the king. So the <laughs> king, to be king, right? And so he's got these lavish tables spread, mm -hmm. and Obadiah, uh, Obadiah was stealing food from that table for the prophets that he had hidden. Oh, now I remember. So that's why they got to eat, mm. and that's how God preserved them. So it's like just this. It's just amazing how God does it. I, I, I see the story with my, with my friend, um, Glenn and just how the Lord sends provision. Uh, it's the story of the Ravens after Elijah went and was fed by the brook. It was, it was literally the Ravens, the birds that were bringing him food, the mm -hmm. original postmates, these Ravens. 
And uh, the Lord has the Lord has the same mechanism now. Like he will feed his servants from supernatural ways. You know, mm-hmm. faithful people that are faithful to the calling on their lives and God and God will always provide. It's just amazing. That is amazing. Uh, let's go to Jim first. Especially in this day of terrorism, many people live in fear. Yet this should never be the case for believers. We should recognize the fact that to fear is to sin. For Paul wrote, everything that does not come from faith is sin. And fear is the opposite of faith. Our Lord also admonished us against being fearful. For he declared, do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. (laughs) To change our plans due to the evilness of mankind is to put the evildoers in control. And that is nothing but a trap. Consider the words of Solomon. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Romans 8, 15. Hmm. When uh, Jim says evildoers, it reminds me of President George Bush, George W., Uh, he called the, uh, <laughs> he called the, was it the Taliban or the, uh, was this Osama bin Laden's people yeah. uh, called them the evildoers. I don't know why that's the one thing that sticks out for everybody. Yeah. That, that terminology is just, I think at the hard. time, not being as in the word as I am now, I, I, I thought he made it up. Oh. I did not realize it was something that would, it was. Cause he was a devout believer. Yeah. Typical evildoers. He, I presume, still is it about. I am a thousand percent positive. I thought he made up that word. <laughs> it sounds very Austin Powers ish. <laughs> Those evildoers. <laughs> We're right. going to go after them as evildoers. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. but it was, it rang, it, it resonated with his evangelical audience. How long after 9 11 did you uh, get to meet uh, W? Almost immediately. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you? Uh, it, I guess it was hard to tell, but could you tell? Uh, I mean, and also maybe talking to people that were around him before that, that there was a difference in him from post nine eleven uh, and pre nine eleven. Like before nine eleven. Oh, did you? I did. Because it seemed to me, oh. and I, I just said from a, a very far distance, yeah. three thousand miles distance. Um, that he was kind of like the lucky, like go, what do they call it? Happy go lucky yes. kind of guy, you know, but he's just still like, like, how did I get, how did I become president? <laughs> you know, like, but this is pretty cool. You know, uh, it, then it just, it suddenly, like, I, I know he was an older man. I mean, he was probably in his forties or fifties. How old was he? Fifties? Yeah, late fifties. Yeah, um, kind of spring chicken compared to what we've had. Right. <laughs> right. But it really seemed, this sounds funny saying this, but he seemed like he matured. Like, well, it got infinitely more serious, mm. right? I mean, the things that were under his command at that point, you know, uh, the wars and the spreading of democracy and that whole agenda, the 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 whole neoconservative movement mm-hmm. um, was massive. I don't think he had intended that it would be that way, you know, yeah. when he first started before 9-11. Um, but he maintained that... Um, Quite frankly, it was the joy of the Lord that was on his face. Mm. I look back now and I can tell you that 
that was there. I mean, he he was just a really nice human being. <laughs> you could just tell, you know, you just you could tell that he was a good person. Really? Believe, yeah. And he believed what he believed, you know, kind of like Mike Pence. Mm. You know, that uh, integrity, honesty, uh, believed the things that he would say. And I mean, that's what it seemed like. And do you think, and Cheney was his vice president, right? Yes. And uh, do you, th- do you, th- and uh, who else was there? Powell. Uh, so you got Powell and you got Cheney, who he, he I, I, I don't want to give him an out, but I, I really feel like he trusted these two men yes. who lied to him uh, about the, the weapons of mass nothing. destruction. Well, and the the question is, how far down was that lie? Mm. It was it an intelligence fit. Well, how did we get on this subject? Uh, nine eleven. But why evil do evil doers? Evil doers. Evil doers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who you ask about yeah. the whole WMD thing, and you know, were the those uranium whatever mm. things there? Yep. But uh, intelligence failure after intelligence failure was it deception? Right. Or did they really honestly didn't know for sure? You know, there's just so much, so many layers to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So getting back to George W. and the devotional. Okay. Is that in in a believer as he was, because I, I know he was a believer, obviously, because he's made references to it many times. And his mom and dad were, were yes. big believers. Um, that when tested with 9-11, that he, he stepped up. Yes. And, uh, and I think it's because of his faith that he was able to do that and not allow fear to set in that kept him from, you know, making some pretty, which was Obama, right? Cause I've, I've mentioned what Obama's comment was. He's like, you know, he said, I'm not going to let people drag me into a war with Islam. Mm. Like he was, he was very fearful about making the wrong move. He, mm. he, he was very double-minded Obama, not with Bush. There was it, when Bush made a decision, it was no holds bar. Right. Well, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, just like Pastor Jack Hibbs um, and other pastors that when put in a situation to push against the evils, that they will stand, stand firm. Not all pastors. we have No, not all, but some. Yes. <laughs> just choose your leader properly. <laughs> And that's what I was talking about um, some time ago. I think I was I was telling some stories about I, I trained lots of police officers across the United States, thousands of them. And uh, I would I was fairly well known for putting together fairly realistic scenarios that would challenge them. And I saw many a man fall apart and freeze. I remember um, you saying that. And, uh, and and I and I, you know, just pray that we can begin to come back. Uh, to a place where, you know, back in the 1800s and 1900s at World War II times, World War I times, where men stepped up in the time that they needed to step up and be there. And they were happy to go to war. I mean, not happy like, yay. They were like, I'm going to war. Nobody's going to stop me. There were kids that were 15 years of age uh, that uh, got uh, false IDs so they could go to war. Isn't amazing? Right? And and, and it's, it's hard to find a... 30 year old that'll, you know, stand up to right? any kind of challenge. Completely to these different days. ethos. So, so, I mean, this is what this devotional is all about is, you know, we got to, with God, you, you don't, don't be fearful. It's a sin. Yes. Have courage, be strong. And, uh, 
and step up when, when you're called to step up. Amen. Extremely important. What does the scripture have to say about this, Schnooks? I know that I, I went way out and then I, I brought it back, didn't I? You like did. a big, gigantic cruise ship. Like, uh, yes, <laughs> securitously. Proverbs 133. I want to get to your story, though. Don't forget your story. I actually forgot. I've been trying to remember for the past five minutes. I can't remember what it is. I've been trying. You can't do that to it. You know, you see, every so often I'll write notes to myself. It's so I don't forget those things. You have a little post-it note there for I know you. What and I we have pens. I, I thought for sure I'd remember. But. Okay. Proverbs 133. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Ooh, that's good advice. Yep. So this is first Kings uh, 17, one through nine, when Elijah prays for drought. Now, Elijah, the Tishbite from Tishban Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here and turn eastward and hide in the Kareth ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I've directed the ravens to supply you with food there. Can you imagine? I've directed the ravens. The birds are bringing snacks. Ah, oh, that's amazing. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kareth ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bed and meat and meat, not just bread oh. in the morning. First of all, how did the raven get bread or meat? Meat. Okay. So maybe he got it from a carcass, but where did he get the bread from? And bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Oh, fantastic. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came to him. Go now to Zarephath in the region of Sid in the region of Sidon and stay there. I've directed a widow there, a widow there to supply you with food. Why a widow? Um, it's just this fabulous story about the widow and her boy. Um, she didn't have a son, and then she makes she uh, she had a little bit of flour and a little bit of olive oil, and Elijah multiplied it, and then she was barren, and then she he prayed for her, and then she got a son, and then the son got sick, and oh. Elijah had to come back and rescue the son. It's just, oh, lovely. yeah, it's a great long series of events in the Bible. I'm trying to avoid saying story. Well, we get upset when we have to go to the grocery store two or three times a day, <laughs> right. like we did on 4th of July. All right. First Kings 18, 4. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by 50 in a cave and fed them with bread and water. This one? What's that? <laughs> Uh, Psalm 91 4. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. It's interesting describing it as feathers. Yeah. I understand to be taken under his wings, but hmm. cover you with the feathers. Yeah, I don't get that. It's a great visual, though. Yeah. I'm imagining this giant, like, eagle with his wings, it's like yeah. covering us. It's white. It's white. How cool is that? Uh, Raven stole yes, the bread. Yes, maybe. I, you know, I started to think that after I said it too, that he was going to like people's tables and stealing their bread, <laughs> their bread and meat, and bringing it for him. But yeah, that that makes perfect sense, Carrie. And I believers, but replacement theology. Um, I are you talking about Bush? Because I don't. Mm. I I am not aware that that he's one of those but if if you know that to be true well, the, then his dad 
was a replacement theology. They didn't I, believe in supporting Israel, but I thought he was a huge fan of Israel. Yeah. So I don't understand why he wouldn't, why he'd follow that doctrine. And Carrie saying, was talking about that with a young friend yesterday, Andy, where have all the manly men gone? I don't know. I, I love to shake hands with uh, men and young men, uh, mainly because I, it tells me what kind of man they are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one thing I've taught, you know, my boys from an early age, even even uh, my daughters, is that, uh, you know, a firm handshake is important to uh, let people know that you're confident, that you um, are engaged with who it is you're talking to, not crush their hand. I, I hate the guys that want to crush your hand. Yeah, that no, drives that's me crazy. unnecessary. Yeah. No, we just need to have a firm handshake, just a strong one. Yeah. Um, and so, oh, my gosh, is my daughter, my oldest daughter brought home a guy once and not bring him home, like for the boyfriend, just a friend, you know, yeah. came over and shook hands. And I just says, I said, what was that? <laughs> and she goes, dad, <laughs> I was like, I just remember like it was yesterday. And I go, bro, you have to shake. Let's talk about this. And so I had to teach him how to shake hands. And from that point on, when he saw me, he knew how to shake hands. See? I go and he stood up straighter. He he got prepared for it, and there was this little bit of a change in him when he would come. I said before he so was like really meek and meek, and I go, I don't even feel your hand, and it's wet. Ew. Yeah, it's gross. Well, yeah, and we're trying to do that with the kids to say hello yeah. to their friends. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're crazy. I, I don't know what it is. That is really odd, and I. Um, uh, uh, Ray had uh, which, uh, one Maddie. of the friends. Yeah, Maddie was over. Uh, and as soon as she gets in the car, she goes, hi, thank you for picking me up. And she's like... <laughs> and, and they both came down in the kitchen. Hi. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a start. Yes. Next time you don't have to, you shouldn't have to fake it so hard. But, but it's this weird thing that start. Some, some of these friends will come in and they just like slink into the darkness. Like they, the, yeah. they, they, they just walk in the room and we're standing there and we're looking yeah. at, them. are you going to say hi? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you kind of have to get in front of their face and say, Oh, oh, oh hi. Like, oh, hi. But uh, it, yeah, there's just something not, not happening at home with these kids, like teaching them manners and, how to how to shake hands and how to say hello and greet. And, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us over. Is there anything I can do for you? You know, all these little things that I I, I just thought that was a given. Yep. But it's not any longer. Very strange. Uh, Carrie says about a firm handshake. Was taught when we were kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should see some of these kids. It's just like this. <laughs> like a paw. <laughs> Like the cat trying to knock things off the counter. <laughs> and the kids tell them. I know my kids tell them. I mean, like, it's even you. worse. Oh, Zara for sure warns her friends. Like, listen, they, they're really big about like saying hello and make sure your handshakes is firm. And <laughs> 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 but even with that, they sometimes can't shake, like uh, shake hands properly. Right. Go, oh, Carl's, Carl chimed in. Hey, Carl. Nice to see you. What does he say? I agree. We need to teach our boys to be men. Oh, Amen. Yes, for sure. And we'll teach other people's boys if we're given the opportunity to. <laughs> we do. I don't. I don't care. We don't mind. I don't care. Um, I think it's just important. Somebody has to step up and uh, and, and talk about it. Um, oh yeah, I, I was going to bring up last night's uh, message from Calvary Chapel Channel Hills. <laughs> that I haven't heard yet. Yeah, you haven't heard yet, so I'm not going to bring it up. But. Um, uh, it was a communion. 
Okay. And so I don't know what it is about, you know, I, ra- I was raised Catholic and, com- and communion was like, you, you did it every, every Sunday. You, yes. You'd walk up in a single file, you'd go, you'd get on your knees and then the pastor would come up and he'd have a rag over his arm and, and then he'd have the wine and the, it was all procedure. Yeah. Um, and then he would say something new and, and you would say something back. I think you'd say amen or God, God be with you or something. I forget what is your response was. I should remember, but I can't. Um, and so I, I have this long history of communion. And then even as a Christian, it would, it would happen every so often at some of the Christian church. But I, I, since I've been going to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and I know we give Pastor Jack Hibbs a lot of praise, but it's just that church. And it's just the, the, the biblical teaching, I think, is what makes the difference, is that when he's having these, what is it, the first Wednesday of every month yes. uh, that they do it, that it, it's, it's just taken on a little bit of a different meaning uh, with okay. me since, since being at that church, being That's at awesome. Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills with Pastor Jack Hibbs. It's, he, he gives it so much more reverence yes. and understanding As it should. where it used to be. A th- this is a thing that you did. It was just part of the oh, service. No. Not if you read Apostle Paul no. about it. It's I mean, he, he literally tells people, hey, if you're arguing, you're like, yeah, last night he said, if you're arguing, this is the point I want to get to, is that he said, if you're arguing with your spouse or your girlfriend and you're here, you're, you're not to take a communion. It's mm-hmm. a sin to do that. You need yeah. to be right with God. You need to be right with your spouse. You need to be right That's with awesome. the people in your world. Uh, before you can take him. I mean, he was so strong. <laughs> and that's the thing I took away from yesterday's message. And I, and again, I'm sorry, I bring it up, but you haven't had a chance to see it, but it was just, it's just so much more meaningful when it's, when it's held in such reverence as, as it Absolutely. is. At, at it just seems like, well, this is what we're going to do. This is the day that we do it. Well, I, I feel the same way about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like when people put it on the floor. Yeah. Um, I think we should have the same reverence, like the, the book that is the sacred word of God that we have so much reverence for and so much adoration for, and it's the spoken word of God to us. It's the God's love letter to humanity. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be throwing it on the floor. You know, people are like, well, it's just a book. Well, it's not just a book, <laughs> you know, that, but that's how, that's how you gain that, um, respect. It's all in the, you know, just respect for the same reason why we think that people should at least put their, their at least iron their pants in their shirt before <laughs> standing up in front of church at the worship band. I don't know. Just the little things. I've seen pastors like they'll, they'll be, they'll have it. They'll be reading from it and then they have to do something with their hands and they're not close. To it. And I've seen them just toss it on the ground. Really? Yeah. And even then, even at that time when I was not where I am today, I go, Ooh, it, it kind of gets me like, should you be, shouldn't you, <laughs> did you have like took four steps over to the podium and put it on the podium? I, I, I know that's one of those things. Oh, really? You and, too? Yeah. But I know that pastor Jack talks about writing in it and, you know, making it, you oh, know, yeah. it, you know, personalizing it, it, it for sure. And, and being in it every day and, and turning the corners and doing all that kind of stuff. But, but, um, I've never seen him toss it on the ground. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Uh, but I think you're right. Carrie has a comment about last night's communion service was amazing. The tears were not stopped. Felt like I was there with you all. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was out with my daughter, so yeah. I'm going to find it. It was, it was, it was awesome. 
and in the background he had the uh, stained glass background up uh, oh, it, 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 it looks really neat and the lights were low and the music was amazing the singers were on point so it was really good so yeah i just said uh, i've noticed a huge difference on how i feel about communion since being uh well don't you better remember you taught have, you have jesus colored glasses on now oh yeah <laughs> yeah we were mentioning that we were coming back from dinner and we were listening to christian music um uh worship music on the way home as we op i mean it's constantly on um but now the words in these songs that I've heard a hundred times now I go, Oh, Oh, I know what he's saying now. I, oh, that makes total sense. Uh, well, the song was, uh, I build the boat. I build the boat. Let uh, go ahead and let it storm or whatever those yeah, words are. Let it rain. I go, Oh, he's talking about his faith that he's yeah. built his boat through his faith. He's, he didn't actually go build a boat out in his front yard. Yeah. Like Noah he's singing about, and then you listen to the rest of the words. Is it being in the word, praying, you know, I'm, I'm adding words. I'm not sure exactly what his words were, but in, in the sense, what he was saying is that I, I built this boat. Let it rain. You know, let it, let it go. Let's go. Let the storms fall. Yeah. And I go, oh, I've heard that song. I can't tell you how many times. It's one of those regular songs that's on all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I can hear these. They these. said Andy has his Jesus colored glasses on. <laughs> yes, for sure. So I think that's awesome. All right. Anything else, my love? I wish I remembered my story. I know. Everybody's like sitting there. Half the people stuck around to Just, listen to your Hedia story. I know. You can't remember what it was. I literally, I've been racking my brain this whole. When, when was it that it, it hit you that you need to tell it? Was it during the, <sighs> it was right in that first paragraph when we stopped. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. even before we started. And no. I said, oh, no, I have to wait till after. No, it was somewhere around. Uh, no, I, I think it was before we started. I don't think so. Uh, okay. Love is more enchanting from the midst of anger. It was after we read that. Remember, we stopped and had a little bit of a chat. Yeah. And then you say, oh, I have a Hedia story. No? It's not coming to you? No. You can't make up something? No. <laughs> I thought I'd be able to, but I can't. I want to remember what I had to say in my Hedia story. As soon as I hit the end button, on the, gonna it's it. going to come to you and you're going to go, oh. Too late now. All right. Nothing? Nothing. Okay. All right, my friends. Maybe she'll remember it. I'm going to make sure if she says she remembers it, I'll have her write it down, and we will talk about it tomorrow. Yes. Uh, are we on I tomorrow? I think it was a good one. We should be. It's Friday. Friday, yep. Yeah. Uh, what did she say? Andy is right after first little bit. It was right after the first little bit. It was after that first paragraph. Oh, See, Carrie knows. <gasps> Carrie and I are like this. <laughs> Simpatico. <laughs> I should be looking at the camera when I do that. <laughs> oh, I wish I remember. Oh, Dale. Come on. I wish I did. I wish All right. I did. All right, my friends. If she remembers it, I'll make her write it down. And uh, we'll tell you tomorrow. Yes. All right. Is that it then? Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> love All right. you guys. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye.